What up, all you dwarves, elves, and wizards? Welcome back to another episode of Sweet Sweet Fantasy. And what are we doing this time? I love the intro more and more each time you say it. <laughs> um, this week we're doing Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we decided to be uh, continue in keeping with books that get turned into TV shows, and this one is a TV show on Amazon Prime. We're going to ride the zeitgeist. Yeah, we are. <laughs> right on the tip of the zeitgeist. What'd you think of it? Okay, there's things that I liked, there's things that I hated, and there's things that I, there's one thing that I loved. Okay. Where would you like to begin? Um, start with the one you hated. Okay, perfect. That's where I wanted to start. <laughs> um, okay, so the the basic premise of the book is that an angel and a demon have been on Earth since its creation, each kind of half-heartedly working as emissaries for their respective masters. And the book feels like it has this very 1990 attitude towards like, well, there's good and there's evil, but it's really all the same. And like, I just couldn't handle that point in 2019 because... And maybe we should establish a safe word, too, to get into this discussion if I go somewhere you're not comfortable with. We don't <laughs> yeah. need a safe word. Okay, okay, you're ready for it? Because I might this, get, like, a little furious This right is now. a safe space. Okay, so, like, it kind of just drives me insane that after 30 years of this book being out, this was the year they were like, ah, let's find this work that will both placate and, like, play into people's anxieties right now. Because I feel like... We're in a society where there's kind of like two governing sides over our lives. And all through like the 2016 election cycle, people are like, well, there's a little bit wrong with each of them. So they're basically all the same. Mm. And I'm like, there's a difference between burning in hell and being a little bit bored in heaven. Mm. And it's in the book, they're like, ah, well, heaven won't have salt. So it's basically the same as like, physically burning in a lake of fire for the rest of my life mm -hmm. and i like there's a difference there are degrees i understand what you mean um interesting i think about that i actually kind of liked that in a way just because i think one of the main points that they were making was kind of like since it exists um it exists in the way that it should exist is I think something that they were like trying to say. Um, like for example, I thought in general, I thought it was very like lighthearted. Like I don't think it was like too serious, almost like a hitchhiker's guide thing. No, it's not. I'm completely taking it way too seriously, but that's like right. just what I do. No, no, totally. And you're free to do that. I just think, I don't think the authors were trying to be too um, like serious at all. Really? Um, but that's actually kind of something that I did like about it in that, what was I, what was I thinking here? Um, just like, you know, when the, uh, antichrist is like saying that like, well, look, yeah, I thought he had like a lot of like wise points kind of, uh, oh, I remember one of my favorite parts was when <laughs> he was like, why would a God make humans inquisitive? And then tell them not to be inquisitive. Like he's like, I'm going to make this thing. It's going to be really inquisitive and interested in everything. 
And then I'm going to, with a giant neon sign, say, don't bite this apple. Yeah. No, I think... So I thought that was the thrust of the book, really. Like, that was the kind of point they were trying to make, where they were just like, look, like, since it is, it should be. Just because it is. You know? And, like, they were saying, like, people have all these different camps of thought. And it is a little extreme to say that, like, evil is the same as good. But from a certain perspective, like, if you took it like an alien, let's say, right? Like, what if we were to go to, like, we were to study, like, ants or something, right? Mm-hmm. And we were just, like, and we look at it and we're, like, all right, they all work together. And then they also, like, eat the queen or whatever. Or maybe that's bees. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but you know what I mean? We need to do a little more research before. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, they do yeah. that in something. Or, or, like, it doesn't matter. Like, any animal kingdom thing. Like, right? Like, let's say it's, like, a, like praying mantises or whatever will, like, eat the husband or whatever. Eat the male after mating or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Sure. And is that good? Is it evil? Or is it just there? I think that's the point that they were making. Because humans, you could Uh consider us just animals. Like, we're just like, we're just at the top. At least that's how I view it. And I think that's how the authors viewed it, too. Because if you're like this higher evolved life form and you're looking at us the way that we would look at, like, praying mantises, you'd just be like, look at these idiots. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, they're sitting here, like, moralizing this way. And there's, like, the preacher that makes all the money from, from lying to people. And there's, like... Like, all these things that humans do, if you look at it from a certain perspective, is kind of hilarious. Like, everything, really. Like, wars and, like, the opposite of war. Like, it's all kind of, like, interestingly hilarious from their perspective. I, yes, I think they do make that point that humans as a whole are neither good nor bad. They're just kind of impressionable little little underlings. Um, But... Yeah, I like I get I get what you're saying. And I think there there's like other books that I love that take this idea of, you know, light versus dark and how they're really the same. And I think you can play with that idea more when you're not locked into like the existing Christian definitions of heaven and hell. Like there, it's just like they're they're polar they're polar opposites or they're not. I guess they're trying to say they're not really opposites. They. They just kind of exist. Yeah. Is what they're trying to say, I think. And, I mean, I think they just view... I think the authors just view the whole thing as absurd. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, any stance you take. Like, in the passage we were just talking about, we were talking about how you thought it was funny how they were like, oh, you give humans a costume and an idea and they're good to go. So that costume could be, like, the white sheet with lynching or the tie-dye shirt with guitars. You know what I mean? And that is what, that's not, those are not the same things. No, of course not. (laughs) But from a perspective of a more evolved being, they very well could be. In the same way that we would look at the praying mantis like, oh, isn't that hilarious that they eat the husband afterwards? You know what I mean? Like imagine being in the praying mantis community and being like, this is horrible. Like all the husbands are getting eaten. Like every single time we like bone, we get eaten. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then we, as yeah. higher beings, are just like, that's hilarious. Look at these little things, you know? I think my only point is this. I'm not disagreeing with you. There's a difference between doing good things and bad things. My point is is that that is the perspective I think the authors took about our, like, history and our society. Just, like, look at these little, like, animals just doing, like, ridiculous things all the time, you know? Yeah. And since good exists, I mean, this is actually true. I believe that if good does exist then by definition, evil has to exist too, right? Because you'd have to be able to make that distinction. 
Because if nothing was good and nothing was evil, well, then that would mean like rape isn't evil. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There were those two things like have to be like they have to be there in order for either one to exist. And that's the point I think they were making. Yep. Um Yeah. I guess I like I get that. Um and I think if I had read the book like in when it came out or like in 1998, I would have read it as more like anti-establishment because they do have a lot of funny um like funny remarks on the bureaucracy of being an angel or a demon and like the change of communication so like it was like there's a lot of funny parts about just like the bureaucratic machine of hell and heaven and how those are very similar uh. um but like reading it now i'm like what, of all like of all the years of all the times now they're like oh let's make them let's make a tv show about how good and evil are the same and the more people get to know each other the more they'll realize how similar they are mm-hmm. and i'm like that to me it's just screams bullshit in 2019 2020 well okay that's interesting but here's the thing why would it only be in 2019 and 2020 that it screams bullshit because it's not like we're in a point in history that's more good or evil than it ever has been in my I opinion i think the reason is there's no the the excuse of ignorance um for like a lack of understanding there's no plausible deniability for that anymore because we have an information superhighway attached to our hands at all times and i feel like you can no longer say like oh i just didn't understand that there are different people in the world with different needs and priorities than mine Mm. it's like it's in your face and if you are not accepting it that means you're being willfully ignorant which I think is You think there's more willful evil. ignorance ever than there has been before? I don't even think it's willful ignorance. I feel like there's like evil people and it, they're being it's exposed because now you've got it's just at a point where like all the information is there. It's all on the table. You're choosing to act a certain way because of what you believe in. Well, I just don't think that there's been more evil people than there has been in the past. No, there's no, it's the same amount of it's the same people. But I think the the excuses are you have to accept that like it's evil. It's not just like, oh well I was raised this way. Like the Satanist like the Satanist in the book saying like, Oh, the Satanists, they're really just run of the mill Satanists, like their parents and grandparents. Uh-huh. Like I think that argument you just does not exist anymore. Well, it's interesting because um it almost goes more to the book's point kind of because i could bring up the fact that like the most evil thing that you can think of really or at least the way it's there's been plenty of like horribly evil things but the the marketing would suggest at least to western world that the most evil thing that's happened recently is like the holocaust right and when you think about it in the middle of that period there was plenty of people that were like oh that's going on but i don't care you know what i mean yeah so what I'm saying, and to the book's point also, is they would be like, yeah, it's the same as it is, as it's always been. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I just felt like, I just don't feel like it's, it's all the same. I don't think like, it, if a demon represents what we accept a demon to represent, mm. I don't think he would come to earth and just be like instantly won over by the sushi and the wine. Uh-huh. I think... He would, uh huh, and and like the angel, like oh, he's a little bit, he's a little boring, the angel, a little prim, yeah, uh huh, 
but like that's there's nothing wrong with that it's uh-huh. not the same as wanting to set people on fire and cause car accidents no it's true there was no you know what it had the feel of it kind of almost had the feel of like a disney movie where there's no actually true evil going on you know what i mean right. like if you watch like aladdin like jafar is like pretty cool you're like jafar is hilarious like i'd love to go have a drink with jafar and he's like uh-huh. the, and he's like the evil you know what i mean but that's not like an evil person like an evil person would be like whatever Whatever your definition of an evil person is. Yeah. But that's like, in this book, they weren't trying to, it wasn't the deepest work of art, is what I would say. Like, it was very much just like, what can I even compare it to? It's almost like network TV. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Like, not too deep. Like, just kind of like, almost like Friends or something. Not that, I mean, I hate Friends. That's just like (laughs) my opinion. But like, you know, like the, the most like, it's not as like CVS and vanilla and like watered down as like friends, but it's not trying to be like the wire or something where it's like Zach's making these like huge points about like things that matter. Like, I don't think they were trying to do that like at all. Yeah. And that's so true. to hold it to that standard, I think would be a mistake. Like it's not Voltaire. You know <laughs> yeah. What I mean? But the author like Neil Gaiman has, he went back to this idea. He developed it into a TV show for like millions and millions of people to see and revisit. And I think that's why, like, I accept that you, you, we should talk about what's in the book versus like what could be in the book. Like, that's not fair to look at something like that. But just the fact that like, it's very relevant now because they've developed it into a TV show with like a lot of star power and, um, it, I was just like, why? Like, why this? Why this? Story? Well, it also might be also that they just thought that, I mean, in times, if you're going to argue that the times are like really trying right now, which I think you could argue, um, there's always room for some lightheartedness in that, you know? I mean, there's always going to be room for that. Like, I think, I think it's been documented that during tragic times in general or times of like recession, like things like entertainment and like going out to eat and stuff they skyrocket it's like it's it's counterintuitive right like in the poorest you know worst times everyone wants to just go out to eat and like go to a comedy show because you're just like dude like yeah you know yeah no my just my escapism has taken a different route Mm. like i don't want to fantasize about things just being like about evil not existing. I want the fantasies where like good crushes evil. Mm. <laughs> but that's yeah, that's that's a tangent. Yeah, but it's not it's not a complete tangent. I mean, we can talk about it. I just think that like a lot of times like what's evil to one person, sometimes it's black and white. But a lot of times what's evil to one person is good to another. Like that happens a lot too, I think. You know. Cuz I mean like look at like rival like political parties, right? Like even like in America like the the most left of the left will think that the most right of the right is completely evil and vice versa and they're just ideas when you think about it i mean i lean left but whatever like what does that matter i know but there's ideas uh, yeah there's ideas that include like putting children in cages and there's ideas that are like we might create a convoluted healthcare system like no, you're right, you're right. you know like there's there's a difference and that's what like that yeah. attitude is what's kind of set me off with the book because it's like well, if there's one thing wrong with one thing and one thing wrong with the other thing, then they're basically the same. I see. What and I'm like, it's not, it's not the same, people. Right. Okay. I, I, th- I think I agree with you, and I agree if with you your point. Ex- if, if you look at like, if you look at the extremes, which I think by setting it in like 
this Christian binary of heaven versus hell. Like if you look at the extremes, there are differences there that are significant. Mm -hmm. Like probably everything in the middle, like everything that's going on on earth, it's like maybe they could say that's like six in one, half dozen the other Mm -hmm. as far as like the balance of good and evil on the whole earth. Mm -hmm. But if you're just taking it as ideas, I like just. Absolutely. No, I see. It like pissed you off kind of. And I see what you mean. I just think that like, once again, I don't think since they weren't going for, it's almost like they weren't even going for like moralizing, even though they're talking about like the center of moralizing, like religion and stuff. I don't really know even what they were going for. I just think they thought it was like kind of like a fun idea. I think the original idea of like having like, what if we had it that like all of creationism is exactly like that? Like that I think is a funny idea, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what if it's exactly like that? Like, there is a God, and he made it in seven days, and there are demons, and there are angels, and there's heaven and hell, and that's exactly what it's like. Like, that I thought was cool, you know? Yeah. No, there, and I did like I did like the conceit of the story. Like, if you summarize it, you're like, ooh, that's interesting. Like, yeah. I, I want to read that book. The back of the book was almost better than the book itself. <laughs> yeah, I like the, yeah, the I quick love the pitch. idea. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was, like, over holidays with the fam, like, I was just reading it. Like, what are you reading about? And I, like, told them the quick pitch. And they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like, but it's not good. that good, you know? <laughs> but, it, no, I did like it. Like, I like certain times. I like certain things that, like, will take you out of, like, the day-to-day mundane Mm-hmm. And will make you like kind of realize the gloriousness of existence. And I think it did that certain times, especially the passage when it talks about Agnes Nutter's like predictions when it was just like, you know, it was like, yeah, she predicted that um, mold would be used to cure diseases and that washing your hands helps you get rid of these small little animals that give you diseases and that going for runs like uh, keeps you alive longer. Like all that stuff is kind of nuts when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, whoa. You know? No, I loved her predictions and I loved her death too. That she like knew she was gonna die, so she packed her robes full of like uh-huh. nails and, and gunpowder. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. That was good, yeah. And how she yelled at God at the end. Like uh, that I thought that scene was really cool. Uh huh. But you find out later that she's not yelling at God, she's yelling at Chadwell or whoever's like the oh. the spirit that's floating above it. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Mm. Oh. That was just a little, like, fun little, like, twist that they threw in there. Yeah. That, by the way, I love that character, Shadwell. I don't know if I've ever, like, come across something like that in literature before. I thought it was awesome that he, like, hated everybody, but everyone liked him despite that. <laughs> like, he was just like, fuck everybody. Like, leave me alone. And everyone was just kind of like, I like this guy. I'm going to give him food. Yeah. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I thought that was cool. Like, it felt, like, real, even though I've never met somebody like that, but I could, like, see that happening, you know? Like, here's this old cantankerous crazy guy that you're just like, I kind of like this guy. They can tell he doesn't really hate everybody. Right. Like, it's just the way he talks. Right, right, right. He expresses his love. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. I thought that was cool. I did think the Antichrist was, like, oddly wise. That was the most, like, wise thing I thought. Just because, like, you know. See, actually, to your point, right? Because when they were all like, dude, you can fix everything. Like, just rid the world of, like, evil. And he's just like, why? It's just there. Like, if I rid the world of evil, more evil is going to come along. Mm. Like, where does it end? You yeah. know what I mean? So I thought that was cool. Um, And I loved... My favorite scenes in the book were when the kids are just hanging out talking about stuff. Those were my least favorite scenes in the book. Really? Yeah. Why? I, well... I I just like didn't I just didn't feel invest I didn't feel invested in really like any of the characters but my favorite scenes were when Aziraphale and Crowley were hanging out 
Mm. That just like had a really cool image. And then I liked the scenes with Anathema and um and what was the young witch hunter's name? Newt? Yeah. I liked Anathema and Newt. No, that was cool. And the kids, I was just like, oh, you guys are like wild. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't like, didn't oh, know. see, I like that. See, I thought that was cool because I do think kids have an interesting way of looking at things that you lose as you get older. Because they don't know how they're supposed to act. They're just pure, like kids are pure id. They just do whatever feels right. Right. And when you're older, you're like, I understand that I'm supposed to resist these urges and use these ones. Right. But I thought that was captured like, well, it was. And it just like scared me. (laughs) And I liked it. I'm like, they could do anything. They could just go. I thought they were like going to go kill someone like Uh for the thrill of it. Uh And I thought they could have. Yeah, it did have that feel. Yeah. yeah. Because especially because you knew he was the Antichrist. Yeah. You never know. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that is what being a kid. That's what I liked about her is that it really did take me back to like that age really when you're sitting around in the summer you don't know like what's up or down you're just with your friends mm. you're just looking at the world together just being like what is going on here <laughs> anyway should we go on a bike ride you know what i mean yeah that yeah. i just thought they captured that like very very well which uh, yeah i thought that was cool because i don't i don't think it's i think it's like pretty hard to do that like i think a lot of times when adults make stuff about kids like they like miss the mark because they're adults Mm-hmm. you know and they don't remember i don't even remember that's why i liked it so much because i don't even remember fully like what it was like to be a kid you know but those scenes i was just like oh yeah that is what it was like because like you just don't know and you're sitting there talking about like whatever they're talking about like the hollow earth theory and like the bermuda triangle and like all this yeah stuff. that was cute and you're just like yeah yeah that is what it was like everything is so like wonderful and like like when um when the antichrist gets into uh the new agey stuff yeah. You know, and all his friends are just like, I don't know, dude. He's like, yeah, that's the way it is. It's like, you know, there's, you know, crystals and Atlantis and whatever. They're just like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> like that's just like, I don't know. That stuff doesn't really happen to you. Like as an adult, I don't think, you know, when you're sitting there, like kind of shooting the breeze over like, yeah, big conspiracy stuff like that or whatever, you know, and not even conspiracy stuff. Just like, I don't even know what, what you call that stuff. Yeah, I like Atlantis and Hollow Earth. Like, what is that? I stuff? think those I are conspiracy know. theories of a certain so. genre. But, yeah, that's so. what I thought. I thought that was a really yeah, that was a really. But they're cute like so touch. universal. They're like they're almost like childlike. What is it? Like, Folk tales, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing that I really that I loved about the story is how I guess I I started out hating this, but then I grew to love it. So usually when there's a, like a ton of works where the angel or the demon comes to earth and they like fall in love with humanity and decide to like embrace their messiness or their relationships and they get really like embridled Im- with humans. In this book, they could care less. Like they really looked down on people, but they loved certain amenities of living on earth. Mm. And I thought that was really funny because like, their motivation for averting the apocalypse wasn't that they developed some kind of massive empathy for the people they live with. They were just like, where were we going to get sushi? Where are we going to buy Bordeaux if there's no more Bordeaux? (laughs) And that's why they wanted to stay alive. And I was like, can relate. Because sometimes when I feel like I'm on the hamster wheel of shit, I don't really want to go call a friend. I just like want to go get sushi by myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's kind of sad, I guess. But I was like, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. 
and it was yeah it was just funny that it was like this kind of charming this charming little book but it was not sentimental at all that's true there's no sentiments on this that's awesome i always love it when they pull that off yeah it's like not the kind of thing that i usually like but it just worked so well in this book i'm i'm just i'm a sucker for the story where like yeah the devil falls in love and then decides not to be evil anymore (laughs) but in this case they're like i don't care about anything any of these stupid people and their fast food and their cults and i just want the ritz to exist so i can get lunch there with my one friend Uh uh-huh yeah i thought that was cute it was cute and it was like in all in all i would say it was generally impressive because it did show a pretty solid uh, power of imagination because like if you would give this premise to most people and be like hey write a 400 page book or whatever about this premise. Like that's really difficult. I think just cause it's like, I don't know, like there's nothing there. And that's why a lot of it did feel like kind of boring to me. Just, it didn't really have like a thrust. Like a lot of it was just like scenes. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like just like whatever, like we're well, now we're going to have Crowley and you know, the angel get drunk together or whatever. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I don't know. And to be able to like carry it to its conclusion with a plum, like they did, like all the way to when the Antichrist is supposed to destroy the world, like mm-hmm. I think that's very difficult material to like make actually happen. It is if you decide at the same time to do it all without like picking a side, which is Basically. what they were going for. Yeah, and yeah. like that was. It was clear. Like the book didn't have anything that I usually love. I like character-driven stories. To be honest, I like kissing books. There's some kissing in it at some point. You're always like secretly <laughs> reading romance novels. Not so secretly, bro. <laughs> Just um, like those books with like the, yeah. like Jack's guy on the horse, you know? And it's called yeah. like the Baron's like obsession or something. Dark Desires After Dark. <laughs> I literally just finished that book. Um, <laughs> but so it didn't have anything that I normally like, which now I've divulged. Um, but the reading was like, it was just propulsive because of how good they are at writing. And like every time I'd start to get bored or pissed off at how pithy the tone was, they'd turn some phrase that was just so perfect that it like sucked you in and just arrested you for a second. It's true. It almost had like kind of like almost like a stand up feel or like maybe like a David Sedaris feel at times. Just like just like <clears throat> masters of of writing and I get that's like probably why they wanted to to work on this project initially like they it's this is all laid out where it's like neil had an idea then they both like terry noodled with it neil noodled with it and they just sent each other back and forth pages Mm. and so like it is like two people who are really good at what they're doing just like exploring their craft and exploring this like little funny idea Mm -hmm. um and one thing that definitely was if i could take one word to like describe it i would call it clever because there was like lots of like really clever stuff. I Super clever, yeah. Yeah. Like too too clever at times. Um, <laughs> well, is there such thing? Just with all the footnotes. I loved the footnotes. It's like you assume that I care about this name that you brought up. You didn't really sell me on it. Uh huh. Like that's how I felt. I was like, don't don't make me read a footnote about some random name that you just th- tossed in there. Oh really? I liked yeah. the footnotes. My favorite one was the Da Vinci one, just because I'm a huge Leonardo Da Vinci head. 
And uh, do you remember that one at all? Mm-mm. I didn't read a lot of them. Uh, what? <laughs> I Unbelievable. Read, some of them I read and some I was like, I'm not interested. I resist. No, it was cute because they were like, it mentions Leonardo da Vinci. And then because uh, like Crowley says, like, I don't really think he nailed the smile in the final draft of the Mona Lisa. And the footnote says that uh, the artist also agreed with this assessment while he and Crowley were uh, sharing a flag and a wine. And he was just like, yeah, I really feel like I nailed I nailed the uh, smile on the roughs. But he's like, whatever. No one's going to see it anyway. Anyway, tell me about those helicopters again. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. There, it, but all the footnotes were like that. It is a the funny footnotes, book. The footnotes were literally the comedy of it. Like every single footnote uh-huh. was trying to be a joke, you know? Yeah. No, they, they, they were what they were. I was just like, come on, give me something more. I don't want a footnote. I want like... You just don't like footnotes. You have a weird idea to latch onto. You have a weird prejudice against footnotes. Uh, I can't think of anything that would prove you wrong. So yeah, yeah, I do. I don't like them. Fair enough. Well, geez, that that was fun. Uh, Yeah. Is any any final thoughts on Good Omens? Did you touch on? Not really. The the whole thing. uh, The whole thing was pretty trivial, in my opinion. That's Mm -hmm. how I feel. Like it's not like. It's not going to be a book I like ever talk about again. Like it's not like So they make a point of saying in the like the forward and in the end notes how many just like battered copies of Good Omens they've signed. Right, like, which people... maybe is true. And so I would want I would want to hear from somebody who really loved the book like what makes you keep coming back to it? Because like I'll I know I ranted but like I truly enjoyed reading it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would like Read I wouldn't again. go back to it to yeah. It also could be one of those things where you don't really, because maybe like the time that it came out, it was like more impactful. Yeah, it did. It felt like I didn't know when it came out when I started reading it. I actually thought that it came out like around 2000 or 2005. Um, But then like 40 pages in, I was like, oh, this is this is Gen X. Like this is this is early 90s. Mm. That sense of humor and kind of like cynical, sarcastic judgmental Mm -hmm. like that was super 1990 yeah well Um, that's the thing exactly is it's almost it's almost a work of comedy and in all art forms comedy ages the least it doesn't age well it's so yeah because comedy is so like of the moment exactly it's like exactly where everyone's thought processes are like the universal unconscious or whatever and it's like a little bit step beyond that but whatever that is at that point that's what comedy is and i feel like this was like a work of comedy Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's literally like watching an Andrew Dice, K- Dice Clay special. Like, it's ridiculous. Uh-huh. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah, but like, yeah. But it's like close because it's like, because that's the genre. Yep, I get know? it. Um, but yeah, how many wizard? now that you've introduced the wizard staff rating scale, how many wizard staffs would you give this? Uh, did we introduce that? <laughs> yeah, you did. Out I'm of, holding you to it. One out of what? You said one out of two, but I think we need more than oh, that. Oh, right. Because it's the thumbs up. It's the yeah. thumbs up. <laughs> Okay, well, I would give it. I would give it one solid wizard staff. That's what I would do. <laughs> do I also get? Of course. Oh, okay, so there's out of four total wizard staffs. No, no, no I, have, I have two. No, that's not enough. That's only. Like, yeah, it is because you can like 50? you can go into fraction if you want. Okay, it's well, infinite. in that case, I won't give my wizard staff up. <laughs> <laughs> no wizard staff. <laughs> no wizard staff. None. You already brought it to a fifty. What? You already brought it to fifty. No, no, no. There's only two wizard staffs all day long. And you gave it one. And I gave it one. Yeah. And what do you give it? So you're bringing it to 50%. I think that's where it should stay. Oh, no, stay. no. I, I think we each get two wizard staffs. <sighs> okay. All right. Sorry. We should have discussed this beforehand. <laughs> I don't even remember making the rating system up. <laughs> all right. I'll give it like a... Uh, 
Yeah, no, I'm hold, I'm holding on to my wizard staff. <laughs> she gives it no wizard staffs. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> All right, well, awesome. This is cool. Uh, so we're going to do something different for the next episode. We're going to go out of the books, and we're going to go fully into a TV show. We're going to do The Watchmen on Yay. HBO. Which I, have, amazing. I haven't seen a single episode of it yet, but I love it. by the time the next episode comes up, I will have seen the whole season. And uh, yeah, should be fun. All right. Awesome. Till next time. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>